Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell on this Tuesday, the 26th of October, 2021. Trust you had a phenomenal start to the working week and looking forward to taking advantage of all of those opportunities that are no doubt in front of you and in front of your team this week. Uh, As a quick reminder before we jump into today's episode, if you can do me a couple of favors and subscribe to the show on the platform that you are listening to, that will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and running. And also, if you can do me another favor, and that is rate the show, particularly if you're on the Apple platform. If you can rate us, rate us in Apple Podcasts or in iTunes, that'll be greatly appreciated. Primarily because uh, it's not about me getting great ratings, it's more about other people being able to find the podcast more easily, particularly those that are seeking for information, strategies, tips, and techniques on all things sales and sales leadership. So if you're able to do that, irrespective of the rating, I would greatly appreciate that. And uh, if you're brand new to the podcast. Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. And if you are a returning listener, uh, once again, I greatly appreciate you plugging in and I hope that uh, I continue to add value to you in your journey towards becoming that exceptional sales leader. So in today's episode, I want to talk about servant leadership. And servant leadership, my view is servant leadership is powerful sales leadership. Now, I've been in sales for many, many years, been in sales leadership, and I've been working with sales leaders for uh, what seems to be a long time now. Uh, Absolutely love it. And even today in the 21st century, in 2021, many sales leaders, when they make the transition from an individual contributor to a sales leader role, they find it in many cases really difficult to make that transition and they continue the same behaviors that they've been demonstrating when they were a salesperson. That is, responsible for their own targets, they love the hunt, they love the chase, they love getting in and amongst it, and they love the excitement that comes with getting the getting the deal or winning the deal or potentially winning a deal. And when they make the transition to sales leader, often they, they continue the same behaviors. One of the reasons for this is they're not necessarily given the blueprint to make that transition and, and or they're not given a great mentor to work with that can help them make that transition. So if you've if you've made the transition successfully, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, the roles of a sales leader are completely different to that of a salesperson. Now, granted, there are people out there who probably have a bit of a hybrid role, and there's a lot of organisations, and I don't necessarily agree with this uh, because I think there's a bit of a um, bit of a schizophrenia thing happening. There's a lot of companies out there that expect their sales leaders to not only manage a team drive sales leadership excellence, they also expect that individual sales leader to also carry an individual sales target, which means they've got to do literally two roles, hit their own number, but also make sure they're developing the team, the culture to ensure that their team and individuals within the team also hit their number. And very often, uh, it's very difficult for these sales leaders to make that transition. And as a result, it can lead to the team being disengaged and in many cases, depositioned uh, within the organization, particularly when they're dealing with uh, customers and when the sales leader is seen to be the person who can make things done, get things done and make things happen within an organization, often customers will look at that and say, well, I don't need to go to Johnny, the sales executive. I'll just go to Tom, the sales leader, because at least I know Tom has the positional power within the organization to get things done. And it's not a good thing. 
So as a sales leader, just reflect on your transition and just think, well, did I did I find some challenges making that transition or was it seamless for me? Now, some people make it quite seamless because they've got the right philosophy. They know exactly what sales leadership is all about. Others find it really, really difficult. Now, when it comes to your sales team and when it comes to leading your team, the other thing to think about as well is do you find yourself solving your team's problems? Because often I see many people making that transition and they think the best way for me to serve my team, the best way for me to drive excellence is to get my team to come to me with their problems, with their challenges, and enable me to actually solve them for them. Now, when this happens, often sales leaders, and I was, I was, um, I was guilty as charged in, the, in relation to this, believing that through solving the problems, I was serving the team. Now, I discovered that unfortunately solving the team's problems was a double-edged sword because I actually created an environment of what we call codependency where my team was... Uh, dependent on me to be there, to be receptive to the problems and the challenges that they had, and also to solve the problems or have the answers or at least some of the the steps towards uh, answering those particular problems and challenges. And then I was also expecting them to come to me and dependent on them to come to me with those problems because it felt good. It felt good when the team comes to you with problems and you feel as if you can solve them because as a result, I thought I was serving the team and helping the team. Well, as a result, I was actually doing anything, but I was not serving the team at all. What I was doing is creating co-dependency, which is not a healthy relationship. And the key to develop independent thinking is to start to become a bit more of a servant leader. Now, this might sound a little bit counterintuitive, and there's a lot of people out there that, that have a perception around servant leadership. When they hear the term servant, they think, oh, this person is the servant of their team. So therefore, they will do everything their team asks them, and they do everything for them. Well, that's not actually the case. The servant leadership is more of a mindset and more of a philosophy rather than necessarily actions. Now, it does mean that you're looking for opportunities to help your team, but what it doesn't mean is you're not solving the problems for your team because you know that that's actually not serving. That is actually hindering the team both collectively but also independently. And so great sales leaders recognize that there is a better way, and this better way is servant leadership, serving the team so that the team has the opportunity to be not only sustainably successful, but also the people within the team as individuals also have the capability and the opportunity to be sustainably successful as well. So the question out of this podcast today is this, are you a servant leader? Now, there's a lot of different definitions and I just wanna give you about five five key areas of uh, what a servant leader leader does. Uh, This is by no means an exhaustive list, it's just a starting point, but hopefully it gives you a bit of a sense of what a great servant leader can do and how it can actually make a difference to your team and create that level of independent thinking that you want within your team that can underpin great performance that not only is exceptional, but also becomes sustainable, which is exactly what we want. So are you a servant leader who does this? Do you value first and foremost your people? Do you seek opportunities to unleash the potential of your people and then get out of the way? Now, the key thing here is get out of the way. One of the things I found out the hard way is Yes, I valued people. Yes, I looked for opportunities to help them. And yes, I wanted to unleash their potential. But I found myself early on in my sales leadership career of pretty much getting in the way. I wanted to do things for them. When I saw them uh, floundering in some cases or uh, making some mistakes, the thing I wanted to do more than anything else is I wanted to help them become uh, even better and almost become a fast track to, to success. But I had to step back and realize that in order for them to learn, in order for them to get better, they had to learn for themselves. And so I had to step back and get out of the way and enable them. And sometimes I had to enable them to make 
mistakes. Now, I was there to pick them up. I was there to review. I was there to give them feedback. I was there to help them get back up on their feet and keep going. But I, I had to learn the hard way not to get in the way. So first and foremost, servant leader, they value people. And as John Maxwell always says, he values people who will multiply value to others. So always look at how you can value your people. Place a 10 upon the head of every single person and just watch how they will act and react and demonstrate behaviors that are commensurate with that level of 10. Second one is they demonstrate humility. They step back so their team can step up. A great, uh, a great sales leader, a great servant sales leader is not a person who promotes themselves. They promote their people. Now, the interesting thing about this is when they promote their people and through this process, they actually become recognized. They do not seek it though. This is the thing. A, a great servant leader, when it comes to sales in particular, I've seen so many sales leaders over the, over the journey who talk a good game. They say, yeah, I'm a really humble leader. But when it comes to an opportunity to get into the spotlight, when it comes to an opportunity of maybe getting the photo in the company magazine or getting up on stage at the sales conference and getting recognition for a, for a phenomenal year, the sales leader is the person who's sitting not only front and center, but sometimes holding the team trophy as well. That is not what a servant leader does. A servant leader has a level of humility that it is all about the team. They make sure that their team get the accolades. And in fact, when it comes to recognition, they do not want the recognition at all. They just need to know that the satisfaction of the contribution that they made to the uh, outcomes that the people delivered, that's enough for them. They don't need to go out of the way to, to, to promote themselves because they know that the success of the team, they will get the necessary accolades that come with it, not that they actually chase it in the first place because it's not about that. The third one is they let go of caring what people think about them. And this is a big one. So, so many leaders, particularly when they're new into the sales leadership game, they want to maintain a certain bravado or certain status, certain uh, image and profile. So um, they often care about what other people are thinking about them and that's what they focus their attention on. Uh, servant leaders, they let go of all of that because quite frankly, they couldn't care less what people think of them because they're so focused on developing the people and getting the outcomes for the people. So sales leadership is not about them. They know that. They, it never has been about them. It never will be about them. It is always going to be about their people. Totally. 100%. Now, what this does mean, though, is whilst they let go of what people think about them, they're also very, very clear on what's important to them. So they have very, very stringent and clearly defined values that they live their life by and they live their leadership by. And this is what they do. It becomes their compass. So when it comes to doing things, they know they're doing it for the right reasons because they have the right intention. Does that mean that everybody's going to agree with them? Absolutely not. Do they care about that? Absolutely not. Why? Because their intention is pure. And everything they're doing is about their team. It's not about them. It never has been about them and never will be about them. It is all about their people. So will people have certain opinions about you? Will there be people who disagree with you? Absolutely. But servant leaders understand that it's not about whether people like them. It's about whether people respect them and whether people, particularly the people in their team, whether they trust them. So people's opinions are pretty much like, well, their opinions, right? So I often say this, and I've, this is not my quote, but I've, it's a well-worn quote, but people's opinions should never, ever be your reality. And that's, that's a key thing that servant leaders live their life by. Are they going to appeal to everybody? No. Are there people going to disagree with them? Yes. Do they really care about that? No. Why? Because their intention, once again, is very pure and they're very clear on what their values are and they're very clear on what they're trying to achieve with their team because everything they do is based on adding value and multiplying value for their people. So let go of what people think about you. The only person and the only people really who you should be thinking about in relation to how they think about you and what they whether they whether what their opinion matters is the people who are in your inner circle. And this is why it's very, very important to, cl to clearly identify 
and be really strict on who you let into your inner circle because they're the ones that are your most confident confidants, if you like, the people who you can really care about. And that's the, they're the people that really care about you because the feedback is going to be almost unfiltered, but it's going to be based on the right intentions. So it's not about opinion. It'll be based on doing the right thing for you. So let go of what people think about you because quite frankly, it doesn't matter. And the final one I want to talk about today is they uh, servant leaders stand firm on their standards of excellence. This is one thing that they never actually compromise on. They constantly model excellence. They know exactly what their standards of excellence look like. They know what they feel like and they know what success looks like. So um, with that, they constantly model this and they build consistency, they build reliability and they build credibility. And through this process, they build a very, very important leadership attribute called trust. And it only comes from them being really clear on what their standards of excellence are, not just for themselves, but what their expectations are for their team and all of the key stakeholders around the sales team as well. They build consistency. So these are a few, they're not all the attributes of servant leaders, but there's a few key ones that are top of mind for this particular podcast. So I'd love to ask you this question of these, how do you rate against these? How do you rate yourself against your value of people, your humility? Do you get let go of people, of caring what people think about you? And what does your standards of excellence look like? And are you really, really clear on those? Now, the other key question to ask here is, not only how would you rate against these, but if I asked your team to rate you against these, would their view match yours? If I asked your boss, your one-up manager, your directors to ask the same question, is there a match between what you believe to be true and what they are actually seeing? Because if there is, we're actually driving some consistency and we are on the right path. So as we wrap up this particular episode, understand the key message here. Servant leadership is powerful sales leadership. It develops high quality and high performing salespeople. It identifies and encourages future leaders to be developed. And above all, it delivers sustainable sales results, period. So be a servant sales leader. Not only will your team love you even more for it, but guess what? Your future self will also be very, very grateful that you decided to be that servant sales leader. So with that said, if you'd like some help with this uh, and help your leadership take itself to the exceptional sales leader level and do that in the next 90 days, let's work together one-on-one. Simply go to my calendar. You know the drill, uh, leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at as a sales leader, where your team is at, what you're looking to achieve over the next 90 days, and let's get to work as early as the back end of this week, let's uh, let's get to work and help you become that exceptional sales leader that you know you are destined to become. So with that said, thanks once again for plugging into the podcast. Greatly appreciate the feedback. Greatly appreciate the comments. And uh, as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.